what is good, you beautiful, beautiful people, you lovely, just little people that I love, unless you're someone that doesn't like me, in which case, go away. It's your boy with another episode. We got almost an episode a week coming up. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube or even if you're listening on one of those other platforms, hit follow, hit subscribe, do all those things. Got mad stuff coming. I'm going to be real quick on all of these. You may have already seen all the mad stuff that's coming because you are a member of patreon.com forward slash the downbeat where you get episodes early. You just give me a pound, basically. It's mental. It's mental. It's just a pound. You can also get live drum streams. There's a bunch of stuff on there. Patreon.com forward slash the downbeat. Let's get these all out of the way real quick. If you want to look cool, right? If you want to look really cool, you go to www.thedownbe.at and you buy a t-shirt, support the podcast, support me. It's all, it's luxury streetwear. Is it a podcast? Is it a brand? I don't know, but you're going to look cool. Arguably, I look quite cool wearing it. It sort of makes up for the rest of me. www.thedownbe.at So it spells downbeat. That's that. What about this plate, Craig? What about? This plate, this plate, make metal posters. You pop them on your wall with a magnet. There's no drilling, right? There's nothing. They come in three different sizes. Some of them are massive. The ones behind you, pretty sure they're the biggest ones. Not behind you, behind me. What a good advert this is. The ones behind me, they're the massive ones. They go one size bigger than that. If you're just listening to this, you're an idiot, right? They're made of metal. They have, there's no mess, there's no getting old like paper, ah, oh, paper, like, remember they used to make banknotes out of paper, guess what, they changed it to plastic, I bet you they're going to change it to metal, why? Metal is the best. Listeners of the Downbeat podcast can get a massive 22% off one to three displays or 33% off three or more displays at displate.com using the code Downbeat, supports the podcast, supports your walls looking sick. We've got a downbeat store that supports me even more if anything we've got cool designs coffee club design we've got some anime designs loads of cool stuff check it out i always wanted to know how to play the guitar it's not an ad for that right if you remember that ad it's not an ad for that stay with me it's the same ballpark are you a guitarist you've managed to get this far you've managed to get through the military grade anti-guitarist systems at the downbeat and i feel like it's only fair that i give you an offer for that the lovely people at neural dsp are giving listeners of the downbeat podcast a whopping 30 percent off that's 30 with an f 30 percent off any of their plugins so you can plug your guitar in and sound like anyone from gojira to pliny Tim Henson, Tom Morello, you want to sound like Stray? Load that one up. There's a nolly pack. If you're listening to this podcast, you know all these people. You want to get that tone straight out of the box or you can fiddle with it. I've been doing some fiddling. I don't even play the guitar. It's making me sound good. So look forward to my side project. Don't know what that's going to be. Not only do you support the podcast, but you support the wonderful people at Neuron bringing these plugins and they are wonderful people. Side note, got pretty hammered with them at NAM. 30% off any plugin at neuraldsp.com, excluding new releases until 90 days after they've released. The code is downbeat. That's downbeat at neuraldsp.com. Let's get back to the show. My guest this week is none other than Thomas Williams of Stray from the Path. I was in Nashville. You know this by now. He nipped in. It was very quick, right? And before we even got time to get really, really funny and stupid, he had to go and do some business stuff. But works in your favor because we talked a lot about the music business he's a manager a father the guitarist in my band 
He owns a record label. He does so many things. One of my besties is obviously a bestie. I've got maybe three people that I text any kind of business advice I need. Tom Williams is on there. It was a short one, but he hit us with some gems. We are currently about to go on tour together in our amazing band, Stray From The Path. You can get tickets to that at www.straythemthepath.co. We're in the UK and Europe in October, November, and then November, December, we're in the US of A. It is Thomas Williams on the Downbeat Podcast. That's the start. Wow, what a day. <laughs> Tom Williams back on the downbeat. I'm here. At last, legs out. It's a leggy episode. It's hot as fuck here. It's ho- How about Nashville, huh? How about them Predators? Those Preds, they're oh. actually terrible. Oh, I meant the other kind. Also terrible. <laughs> they're also there. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Yeah. Um, it's, it is really hot. It's terrible. I like, don't even go outside. Awful. You know what is good though? What? AC. It's, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so unique. You, you think some fucking like Euro will come to the America and be like, fuck, I love this. I'm I that know Euro. you do because like here's what's here's what's fun is like having a band with like mix internationally. International members. <laughs> International <laughs> International members is like we're both adopting the things that we like from each other's countries, right? So, like, you're just like, oh, I'm on board with the air conditioning. And, like, I'm on board with, like, how good the shows are, I guess. I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> can you give me three things that you prefer in the UK uh-huh. or Europe that you would like to happen here? Yeah. And I'll give you three from the States. Um, well, the popularity of our band <laughs> would be nice. <laughs> That's nothing to do with the climate. No, okay. So we're just talking like living, living stuff. Um, damn, not a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know. That's why when you said that, I was like, no, nah, like, like America sucks, but it is also sick. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of cool shit and a lot of cool cities, and I'm just used to it. So. It's tough to say. Like, so from the UK, I do love the UK, but I'm like, your dryers are terrible. The no AC is terrible. The, the wrong side of the road for me. I feel like I'm going to get hit the, by a car. You know what, though? I was thinking about this. It's the wrong side of the road for almost everyone. Yeah. Why bother? I don't know. Because so I, I can't drive on any other country on earth without melting my brain, whereas you could drive in Europe if you had to. I could drive in Europe. I could drive in Japan. I could drive in Australia. I think Japan is on our side. Wait, is Australia on your side too? Even if they are, these are countries that I rarely go to. Yeah, true. So, yeah, just really Europe. But, like, the fact that you're mainland Europe and then you go to UK to go on the other side of the road, so fucking dumb. So, there's, like, shit like that. But, like, man, what do I like? Branston pickle. I love Branston pickle. But it's not like game changing yeah, like air I mean, conditioning. And I could get it here. <laughs> like you can I mean I can get air conditioning. Can you though? Is uh it is really... Branston pickle five thousand dollars to install? <laughs> I would pay five grand to have AC. I'm I'm looking into it. Yeah. Like why punish yourself? It oh yeah, I saw Oppenheimer uh-huh. and Middenheimer and it was <laughs> it was 
like I felt like I was in a theme park doing one of those like when they do like a 4D ride like the bomb goes off and I was like oh it feels like the bomb's going off it was so fucking hot it was the craziest thing ever and I was just thinking it's the middle of summer who's not putting the AC on they definitely have it yeah and then I saw Barbie Barbie it was exactly the same thing Different, Mm. different cinema they just hate it bro like but why? I because don't know. Whenever I've spoke to someone, one of my own kind, and been like, why don't we have AC? Because like, oh, it's really cold for half the year. It's, like, it's really cold for half the year most places. Yeah. Like, New, what do you think New York City is? Bro, and, I mean, here in Tennessee, like it gets like negative 10, like Fahrenheit, mm. which is like fucked up cold. And then it gets like 110. That's a, we're talking about a 100 degrees swing. A 100. And like... I need my AC and then I fucking need my heat. Like, what are we talking about? You like, guys don't have radiators either. No, I don't. I grew up with one though. We, it, that's just what we have. And it's so annoying when I'm like decorating my house. Great podcast, by the way. Mm. Uh, I'm decorating my house and I'm like, there's just a big bit of ugly metal mm. everywhere. Yeah. There, would, there would be one there that would yeah. ruin the shop. Yeah. Shout out Garrett, who helped us build this scene. He would be freaking out with you the know, radiator. You know what I used to call a radiator? Go. A radiator. I didn't know it was called a radiator for like 25 years. But you didn't need to. In New York, it's a radiator. Makes no sense. Well, everyone's still... No, but people from Long Island will call it a radiator. That's... Like Drew and Nick, they'll call it a radiator. I want to hear Drew say <laughs> he it. He said it was. So bad. He said it once. He's like, yeah, it's a fucking radiator. And I'm like... I was like, you know, it's radiator. I was like, Drew, I said Drew Pesci. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said radiator my whole life, and then I found out it was radiator. And I was like, God, I sound like a fucking moron. So, well, there we go. You, so you haven't even given me one. No, I don't. I don't have one. Like, oh. I couldn't live in England, but I love it dearly. I don't know how to say that. I'll say it. But you could live in America. I tell you one that there there is one that I know you think about as a man with a child now. Yeah, gun control. Yep. Yep. We ain't got no guns. Someone went into a school, annihilated mm. a bunch of people in 93, a bunch of children in 93, and they went, okay, they're, they're done. And yeah. it never happened again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it's definitely a conversation about leaving the country, you know, with my family, as far as like, that's a real concern. Like, it's insane. Is someone going to shoot my daughter with a fucking gun possibly like if i said that any most places like someone gonna shoot me everyone would go no impossible i would but bet here, i would bet on it in the uk i'd be like i'll bet i'll take a bet that you won't that it wouldn't happen yeah but here you wouldn't take the bet i would take i mean there's probably good odds on getting shot <laughs> like, what odds would you no, i mean plus ten thousand on getting shot like that's pretty good <laughs> it's bad though like yeah. i mean i don't know like it, it's like a legit thing where we're like you know, but we have family here, but where would we go? You know, and it's so it's like, it's tough. We don't know what to do. Like, she's still two and a half. She's about to be two and a half. So it's like. Have you know. got to decide before real school? I think real school. Yeah. Because it's like, here's the thing. If, if, the, if the school shooting stuff was a thing when I went to school, like, okay, here's what I want to say. And this might sound insane. But like, if I could guarantee that there will be no school shooting until high school. Yeah. I'd probably roll the dice. Cause like if there was a school shooter and in, in my high school, when I went to high school, 
I know that, like, me, like, I have a shot to get out of there. Yeah. There's legitimate children getting killed. Like, like fucking five-year-olds. Yeah. They have no shot. They have no shot. So it's just like, they're fucked. So, but, like, when you're in high school, you can, you do crazy things, you know what I mean? And you could sneak out of places and whatever. Take a, take a person down. I don't know. It's insane that these are, like, literal possibilities here. Where would you go? <sighs> I don't know, because I have to think about time zone stuff, like with my work. Like, what? I could live in the Netherlands. I love it there. I love it there so much. Really? I really could, yeah. You, Ramsey's going to grow up, like... I'm she'll be fucking no, speaking... No. She'll be speaking three languages and shit, like... Yeah, true. It's so clean. It's I feel safe there. I love it. Yeah, but where? Eindhoven. I could live in Eindhoven. Yeah, I can see you living in Eindhoven. Yeah, it's like, so, it's so great. But, like, that time difference sucks. So, realistically, it's probably Canada. Mm. Which I like Canada, but then I was like, do I want to go to Canadian winters? You know? Are they bad the whole way across? Ontario is, is very con- uh, comparable to, like, an American city, in my opinion. Like, yeah. so, like, I feel like I could go to Ontario, you know, and, like, you know, the management company I work for is from, from there to... You know, it's like... Oh, you could be an office guy. Yeah, I could. And honestly, that's cool. Office. That's cool. I like that. You know what I mean? Like, the guy, the people I work with, like, I'm talking to them constantly via text. Like, it would be sick if they were, like, right here, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, that stuff does matter. Like, anytime I have, like, flown somewhere and, like, worked in an office, like, it, just while I'm there with, like, a bunch of people, like, it's it's cool. It's fun. It helps you, like, get inspired for shit. So, I like that that uh, that idea... Plus, like, you know. Is that Toronto? Yeah, I mean, it's like Hamilton, you know. Is that where it, the offices are? Uh, they don't have an office yet. They want it. They want. They were going to get one, and then COVID hit, and they haven't. And then they they want to open one. And then even when I mentioned, like, I would come up there, they're like, oh, we definitely would then, you know. And I, and I think that's cool. Especially because, like, the... You're going to do that. Maybe. I don't know. It's tough. It really depends on what everyone else wants to do. Because I love where I live. I really do. Like, I love my house. I love my neighborhood. Do you think they'll ever... No, I don't think they will. I don't, like, sort out the gun no. law. Because by this America, point, it's gone too far because everyone will just go, well, no. America will never sort itself out. And, ne- and never. You can't, I can't really blame anyone if they've grown up their whole lives for just not being, like, open to it because they've just been conditioned. Yeah, they, they never will. And the crazy people... The crazy people are having kids, and they're making their kids crazy. You know what I mean? So the next generation of crazy is already being, like, primed. It'll never sort itself out. It'll be crazy until the earth explodes. It's too far gone. It's insane. There's no way. It'll just get crazier. Yeah, it gets crazier. Like, literally, like, there was a, there was a school shooting 10 minutes from here. Kids. When? couple months ago six months ago maybe insane how they just don't get like news coverage back home because they're so common they can and and they're so common and like most most people don't care because they hear about it too much it's like they go oh that's so terrible thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers goodbye yeah uh this is depressing this yeah Yeah, i go on to well i will give you three for you branston pickle yeah guns Guns. The guns is huge. That is really cool, though. Um, not having to pay if you get an ambulance ride. Yep. But the NHS is completely fucked. I don't want to go down that no, rabbit, no, rabbit hole. Do I. 
But that is still cool. But. Like, dude, there was someone that uh, I play on a hockey team here, and uh, one of the guys in there, shout out Brooksy, he got he got his eye fucking destroyed, right? And he had to go into an ambulance, and then he had to get surgery, and like he didn't have insurance. Luckily, he was covered by like the league that we play in, like you, high deductible. It was an injury during the oh game. Oh my god, bro! Like I thought his eye was like out of his like i never heard a person scream like that before like and it was so crazy was it a puck no it was a stick yeah it was Both crazy. bad so like um so anyway he got he had to go and get surgery and ambulance right and his shit was fucking crazy luckily he was covered by the How league crazy. fees like money wise yeah oh i don't know but like five figures tens of thousands of dollars so, so it's like and then it's like sucks for you yeah it's so crazy getting hit by a cu- people don't understand in the uk they think, and again, I can't blame them. Oh, I will just have to pay if I want to go and see the doctor. Correct. And I'll get a better service for it, which is what I currently now, if I have like a problem, I normally just fucking pay to make it faster. Which is fine. And like, like to me, I mean, it's not fine. It's just not as bad as here. Whereas like, you know, anytime we've had to discuss like health stuff with the UK, it's like I can get it for free. I don't want to say that, but get it free but i have to wait yeah or you could just go pay for private why can't that exist here yeah like so then this way it's like people who are out on the street people who are you know very fixed incomes and super poor they should be able to go in and like oh my my hand is fucking destroyed it's falling off and they go yeah oh fuck let me fix that cool but like if it's something where it's like Oh man, my knee is kind of fucked. I need surgery. It's like cool. I got you in four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like like the like that sucks, but at least they have an option. Yeah. And then if they're wealthy, they can go in and be like, I want my knee fixed on Thursday. And they go, All right. Fifteen grand. And then they go, Here you go. Here's the stem cells. Mashed up babies. Get them fucking <laughs> Get them fucking in there. What is that? Stem cell therapy. Mashed up baby. I don't know if it's the South Park episode <laughs> yeah. is the mashed up babies. Hackman? I, yeah, but I don't know what it actually is. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is either. But it I was going to works. say that my friend got it in his shoulder and he got, but I was like, wait a second. Did he get mashed, mashed up babies? Up, he might have done. But anyway, he got it in his shoulder and his shoulder works. It's so sick. It's crazy. But I don't know what they're doing. I don't know either. Someone will comment and tell us what they're doing. And I hope like, they're not mashing babies up. Well, old baby. <laughs> it's harder to make these jokes with you now that you're a father. I mean, but they so pop funny. you more, though, yeah, because good. of that. Because no, there's good. a level of uncomfortable that yeah. happens and go. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Have it. <laughs> it's funny because, like, so Ramsey likes this show or movie called Zootopia. You ever see it? No. It sucks too because it's like such like propaganda for like kids. But she just loves it. And we've gotten her off it. We've got her watching this movie Rio, which is just about a bird, right? Oh, another one. Yeah. So, and now she says, it goes, I want the birdie. That she says. But before, she doesn't say Zootopia. It's about a bunny and a fox. But she goes, bunny, fuck. No. <laughs> bunny, fuck. Bunny, like that. fuck. And I'd be like, fox. Fox and she goes fuck. It's crazy. So it's like the it's when you're like our sense of humor and like our awareness like that like because back in the day if your kids just would be like oh my god how could like now it's just like fuck and I'm just like so that's not do you, it. Do you 
like because i've never done anything parenting yeah obviously the first time she did that you laughed your ass off died yeah but did that then encourage her to say it more like how do you approach that situation <laughs> uh, honestly we kind of just get her to say it more it's funny. <laughs> exactly that's what i thought because i was like i know this motherfucker yeah. i got i I've, <laughs> i have a video of me where we play the audio it's yeah, pretty good get it because because you'll hear me i'll be like i'll just be like it's fox and she goes fuck get it <laughs> yeah get, I get it, it right now it's good it's just a screw top uh i don't know you gotta tell me how that is anyway. Well, we're gonna get onto that. Here it is, right here. Excuse me? A fuck. What are you saying to me? A fuck. Hold on. Fuck? <laughs> are you saying fox? Yes. Yes, a fox? Yes. A bunny and what? A fox. That's a hard <laughs> CK. That sounded like she said, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Ramsey. <laughs> fox. Ramsey. Fox. Fox. Ramsey. F-O-X. Fox. The fuck? The fuck? That's fucking fuck. She has a good one right here. Show. Is it a bunny and what? That's, <laughs> that's a pure fuck. That's it. Just straight up. So we'll get like, I'll egg her on because it's kind of funny. And I, I don't like post it. I like never really post her anymore, but like. I'll put, I'll just send it to Sherilyn and be like, look at this. Here's a question about posting kids. Yeah. You ever hide it with an emoji? No. Right. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't really post it anymore because, uh, but I wouldn't do that. Like to me, I'm just like, I right, can't like, fucking stand yeah, it. Like relax. don't post it then. Yeah. Then don't post it. Yeah. But, um, there is an option to not post. I don't, I don't post, um, you know, like to me. So, my wife has like a private, you know, Instagram, like she has her professional one and her private one. And then if you're friends with me, like on that level, you're also friends with her on that page. So you could see yeah, kids yeah. shit on that. Right. But like when I was posting on mine, it's like, this is going out to like 12,000 mm. people and she doesn't know. And that is weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but it's like, then you just don't post it. At all. Yeah. The emoji over the face. The whole the emoji over the face is just like you just don't need to. I see like celebrities do that, and I'm just like, just don't post yeah. the kid. Like, and then also they all probably have private ones with their friends follow. So why is it on the one with like four or million clo- close friend story? All of that shit. Yeah. I uh, I took it too far with someone that we know once, but I'm not going to tell you who it was. I, don't I probably have an idea. Yeah, yeah, but I made sure first that everything was okay with mm. the kid. Mm. And then it annoyed me so much that I asked, is there something wrong with your kid? Because they kept posting with an emoji? he said, what do you mean? And I said, because you keep hiding the face. Like, is, is everything okay? Yeah. And it was just... <laughs> it went down terribly. It yeah. like, oh, oh, it's a privacy thing. And I was like, oh, he, didn't, he didn't get the pop. Uh, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but... Me say, does your kid have a mashed up face? Yeah. <laughs> I get that though. That makes sense. Cause I used to post it and I was like, it is weird being a person. Cause look, we could go back to the Nirvana thing, right? Like preface this because enough time has passed that people might have forgotten. What okay. happened? So the baby from Nevermind. Now a man. Now a man. Want uh wanted to be paid because they never got paid for that. And like Oh, the parents took two hundred dollars. Two hundred bucks for a record like what it sell fifty million copies or whatever. One of the most iconic covers ever, and literally his fucking 
you know. Kid Johnson. <laughs> you could say Kid Johnson. I was going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, was, you know, it's all over the fucking world, right? And he wanted to get paid, and everyone's like, oh, he's looking to cash in. I'm like, his fucking child say <laughs> cock. <laughs> his fucking child cock, literal child cock, is on everything, right? <laughs> and he had no say in that. Yeah. That is fucked up. And like, and then he wants to come get paid for it, and then everyone shit on him. And I'm like, imagine if your fucking child cock was on 50 million albums sold and God knows how many streams, right? Yeah. And this guy just wanted to get paid. How come everyone that owns that record couldn't just be like, just pop in a hundred grand and mm. let's just give this give this kid a when, half a million? When bucks. you think of it like that, though, he could be on the bus and there could be someone next to him on Spotify looking uh, at, at his car. How insane is that? that is honestly, so like, so you you need to think about it from like he didn't have a say. They threw him in a fucking pool. Why didn't they give him a bit of money? Give him some fucking money. And everyone was like shitting on this kid. And I'm just like, imagine. I think the shitting came from the lawyer went pretty the hard. The lawyer on, like, fucking saying blew it. it was fucking the lawyer blew it. CP. Yeah. I don't want to say that. No, I don't want to say that. Sentence. But like, and the, the, the lawyer, like, because then honestly, if someone came at me with that accusation, I'd be like, go oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but like, why couldn't this dude just pick up the phone and call Dave? Apparently, Dave is cool. Like, he's got money. Just call, like, he's got more money than he knows to, what to do with it. And so do the rest of them. And it's like, I just, I don't know. So going back to the root of the conversation, like, these these kids can't consent to it. So, like, you know, you don't have to do it all the time. Like don't, some, don't bir- post them. No. Post them on closed stories. Yeah. Don't post them on a front cover If it's album. their birthday, like, sometimes I'll, I'll make a post about it. But very rarely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like... I don't like sharing much about my private life. Anymore. I think I would, I would just keep it completely locked. Yeah, I mostly do that. Mm. Yeah. And, um, but I, I, I just don't like sharing much of my private life regardless. You know what I mean? So, but sometimes I feel like it, you know, it's up to me. You just shared a lot of it. Yeah, I M- did. Yeah. My favorite thing about America, <laughs> other than the AC, is how cool your goddamn drinks are. Did we figure out if this is a screw top? Yes, it is. But... W- Bit of a preface, if you haven't listened, Tom has been on the downbeat before, but it was in 2018, mm. before mm. Fatherhood, before most of our good albums. Mm-hmm. Um, we were making our second good one. Was it internal? Yeah, we were making it. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's a screw top, bro. Swap. <laughs> no, I don't need you to do it for me. Because but. it's going to be, that's committed to film, that you can't open a bottle. Um, it's just, it's literally just, oh, there it so is. So I think we talked about it on, this don't, might, don't take a sip yet. This might suck shit, but good. I think we talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah. We got a thing in Stray. Yeah. Where it's just me and you, really. It is really. If some, we stop at a gas station, we go, one person's going in, give me a cool drink. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Neck is in there too. Drew's usually asleep by cool drink hours. Neck will like, Neck goes in. Doesn't ask you, doesn't say anything, just comes in and comes be like, backwards. he's like, got your Reese's fast break. It's like, <laughs> I was like, cool, bro. Like he is the nicest man on planet Earth. Yeah, he really is That's fantastic. Pure sweetheart. But what, what, um, to you, like, say you asked me to get a cool drink, mm-hmm. what are you looking for? 
color is a big thing. Color so like I'm, I went to Whole Foods, unfortunately, so it's got a lot of like, oh, no poison, drinks, no you know? poison, no poison. So I'm like, okay, I need color. Then like, the, like this looks cool, you know? It's it's literally ginger brew, but then it said non-alcoholic, and I was like, Craig's on the non-alcoholic trip. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so I don't know. It look, it definitely looks cool, right? It could suck. You want to know something funny? What? Currently, I'm contractually obliged for 30 days from yesterday to not post this on my Instagram. Uh, any drink? Any drink that could be related to a non-alcoholic beer. All right. So but this what, is what fine. if we this sip is, it this and is, it sucks and we go, oh, man. No, but this, this is going to come out after that, so it's fine. Okay. But how crazy is that? No drink. Not even another beer, actually. Even Even an alcoholic beer. That I get. But like, what, you can't have anything? Oh, I can have... Uh, I guess this is not... I thought this was trying to be a... No, the, it's the brew. ginger beer. Okay. The color, if you're just listening to this, fuck you, because this took me so long to set up the yeah. video. The color looks like a Shrek load. Yeah. I imagine the the amount is probably it's the volume. Cool. The, the, <laughs> the volume is probably the same. Are we trying oh, it? It's very gingery. I like that. <laughs> that is spicy it does say spicy on the fucking label it's cool it's if you cool. came back with that I'd be like that's you did the best with what you had it's, it's fucking spicy it's crazy drink <laughs> I kind of um, don't fuck with it. <laughs> I eat it I quite like it I'm going to drink it uh, would you like a, a Waterloo I'll have a, I got a backup Waterloo I'm going to suck this water down um, that really fucked me up though holy shit what's your my criteria is, I feel like, I want to say blue is the coolest drink. Blue, load, like a green blue, light purple. Load being, yeah, the cherry glacier. Yeah. That's, that's the best way. Top tier. That is the top tier. Anything, most drinks that look like a load look good. Do you want to just briefly delve into your gambling career because some of this is <laughs> some of this is related what a fucking thing um yeah i can um so i mean i fucking grew up playing man playing poker in like like home games and stuff and it just turned into like man this band was hold on one second you think that what i said is unrelated to what i just said yeah think about it what are we talking about? The gamble. What were we talking about? The cool drink. Yeah. The color of the cool drink. Yeah. Ah, uh, gotcha. It was actually a gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. huge brain move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to start with that and then we'll go back through. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the gist. So anyway, I, I like got, I used to go to poker rooms where like poker in Long Island is illegal. So I would go to like sketchy underground play, like basement of a pizza place like pool halls and like just weird buildings that with like a a big dude named mario sitting at the door with a gun like just weird stuff but is I, that legal fuck no absolutely <laughs> fucking not um and luckily i've never been raided by cops but like some of my friends that did it like they they have they've had shotguns in their face and shit been robbed like crazy stuff and um and uh so anyway, I, I was a poker dealer, and honestly, I made so how, much. How old are you at this point? 18. 
as like, a child dealing. Yeah, yeah. I was de- I was fucking good. You've seen me shuffle cards and yeah, shit. Like it's could. funny because like people sit down and play cards and I'm just like, <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck was yeah. that?" I'm just like, "I'm I've just been doing." And this then forever. the fear hits. Them. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh god." Um, but so anyway, I used to do that. But honestly, I made so much money. Like that's how like I funded like all of our touring. Like because when we used to tour by ourselves and like you know book them ourselves and I don't know how we paid for shit. But like a lot of it was that. Like I put my own money into it, you know. So, um, so anyway, I've been involved with gambling for since f- as long as I can remember, and uh, and then now like I will <laughs> dabble in sports betting. Yeah, um, which is now legal. In, it's it legal never in Tennessee. used to be. Yeah, I used to have a bookie in Long Island. Uh, his name was B Rad. <laughs> B Rad. Yeah, B Rad. Is that Brad? But he called himself B Rad. Yeah, it was oh. B Rad, right? Um, but anyway, I he was like our bookie, and I do it that way, like. It's fucking sketchy, right? Never didn't get paid though. If I got paid, and and there was never an issue. Yeah. But now I could just do it through here, and it's fucking sick. And then like, and I I do it a good amount to the point where I'm a VIP. So like, they'll hit me up and they'll just be like, "Hey Tom, like I got a I got a box for Billy Joel tonight. You want to come?" I'm like, oh, I'm good. Wait, that's still happening. Yeah, that's that happened a couple months ago. That's... I never go. But... Why don't you go? Because uh, it's fucking Billy Joel. I don't give a shit. Oh. Um, and I got a kid. I can't in my head, it's the cast of Goodfellas and you in a Billy Joel box. No, no. Now it's like you could just gamble on your phone. No, you just have a fucking app and stuff oh, like okay. that. The, the sketchy stuff I haven't done in a while. Because honestly, man, like it's it's fucking sad. Like um, Uncut Gems, mm. bro, like it's that. Like I had this dude. His name is Flip. I don't know what his real name was. And like... So far, we got B-Rad and we got... B-Rad Flip. <laughs> That's literally what it is. And then it's it's literally... Like rounders and uncut gems, like is is very accurate. You know, there's a guy named Worm, and he's dealing it like shit like that. Like, and um, so anyway, this guy Flip, and he would come in, and he was a fucking maniac, right? He was a maniac, not to the point of like where you would think of like him as like this crazy lad, whatever. He would just be shoving and gambling like crazy. And this one time, we, they, they used to have a house by the train station. And I was dealing, and his fucking wife comes and banging on the door. And you, they have security cameras. So he sees, he goes, that's my wife. And I'm in the box dealing, right? <laughs> and then, like, he goes to get up, and as soon as they open the door, he goes to talk to her. And he's like, you fucking gambling the mortgage again, you fucking piece of shit. It's, it's bad. Yeah. So, like, me and my friend that used to deal, we dealt together, who is now in, in music and, and manages, like, big bands, right? Anyway, we always, that's what we've always wanted to do. Like, we would, I would go to his house and we would sit on the back, uh, uh, on his like back porch, and we would just be playing cards with each other, just talking about being managers one day, like, and how we want to like change management for this. Cause, you Are know, you whatever. deliberately not saying his name? Yeah, I just don't know if he wants people to know that story, okay, honestly. Cool. So, um, um, but anyway, I, I would imagine he would, but I'm not going to yeah, put yeah. that out there because that know. is a professional, right? Yeah, there. for sure. So anyway, like, so we said, we're like, let's just quit this shit. Like, let's, let's focus. Cause if we get arrested, then like you have trouble getting into Canada, you have trouble getting into England and you have trouble getting into Australia. And it's like, you just, let's, and like, you got, you deal with these scummy fucking, you know, I don't mean to be harsh and call them degenerates, but like, because it's a problem. Like that being, mm. you know, I've, I've had issues with gambling before. Where like you know, luckily it's only been a few times in my life where you lose control, right? And there's two moments I could think of in my life where I lost control, right? Where I like 
I normally leave whatever I have to leave and then play with what I want. But there's two times in my life where I went back and got what I had to leave and I lost it all, you know? So how long ago were they? Um, 2013. And when did you join the band? 2016, 20, uh, January, 2016. I remember that was the last time I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. Was that Australia? Australia. It was Dan's last tour. And I, and last I, time I gambled was in Australia as well. Sydney casino. Hmm. You got fucked up. Yeah, and I, I haven't done it since. Uh, well, I, 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 uh, I mean, I've gambled since, but I haven't gambled recklessly like that because I went. How reckless was? It? I mean, I, I, I mean, I lost in a day five thousand Australian, and like, and yeah, I mean, I brought a thousand to the casino, and that should be more than enough to have yeah. some fun. If I lost it, obviously that sucks, but it's not the end of my, the world. But you know, losing at, at that point in my life, losing five thousand Australian, it's, let's say it's thirty five hundred US, like was a lot yeah. of money. Was and it blackjack? It was blackjack, yeah. And um, and what's crazy, I remember the last hand because I put I had a thousand dollars left, and I put five hundred dollars out, which is a big fucking bet. I put five hundred bucks out, and he dealt me two aces, and he had a face card. And I, so I had my last 500 back and I didn't split the aces because I was scared that I didn't, I didn't want that to be my last hand. So I didn't split the aces and he deals me two tens. So I have 22, I busted. So, I, but if I just split them, I have 21 twice. Yeah. And, and then honestly, I'm, I probably come back from there because yeah. I've, I've been things where I'm stuck, but I know that like, if you go to a casino, like you got to ride it out to the point where it's like. If you get your ass kicked for an hour, you have to just deal with the ass kicking. Most people go get their ass kicked and go, oh, I'm done, yeah. right? But I deal with the ass kicking, and then it comes back. And then when I know it's coming back, I unload, and I fucking make it all back. Like, right? I'm really good with that. And, like, so if I, win, if I split those aces and win there, I make my money back 1,000%. But because I was scared, I didn't split. I busted. I put the last 500 out the next day, and I got dealt 16 and lost. So it was just like... And then I just was so fucking depressed. And like, so I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like, so like I have lost control a couple of times. So anyway, I don't, that's why I don't mean to call these guys degenerates. So going back to what I was saying, me and my friend, we were like, let's fuck this. Like, let's just go focus on what we want to go do. Right. And, and we did that and we're both doing it right now. Right. So I loved it. It was a lot of fun. And like, I was really good at it, but. It's not like career. No, I mean, it, I, uh, that's a thing is I saw the people there that were doing it for a career. And it was just so, it was so tragic to me. Like that's all these people did was just like every day we just dealt with gambling. And that's to me, not fun. You know? <clears throat> and like, now you've learned your lesson and you gamble yeah. on the, which is my point. You gamble on the, <laughs> the color, color of, of the, the Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah, that's right. It that gets dunked over the coach. I like to call myself, I like to call myself the, uh, the, the, the Gatorade Godfather. <laughs> How many times have you won it? I don't know, but more times than I've lost it. I probably say I win that bet m almost every year. And how how broad is the spectrum of color? Full RGB, what? clear, purple. Wow, dude! Every if it's a Gatorade color, it's on there. And here's the thing: so it's got to be like one in what twelve? Yeah, I mean, it's most of the time orange, red, or blue. Most of the time, right? Um, when I've won, it's orange, red, or blue. However, there was one year and. I bet purple. I knew. I remember this. Purple was plus four thousand, and what that means is like, so if something is plus four thousand, that means if you put up a hundred dollars, 
every hundred wins you four thousand, right? And if something is like minus four thousand, that means you have to put up four thousand to win a hundred. Yeah. Okay, so that's how it is for people who don't understand. So like, you know, if you wanted to bet like you know Messi to score on his first game or whatever, it'll be like minus two hundred. Yeah. So you have to put up two hundred to win a hundred, right? So anyway, purple was plus four thousand. So I was like, I'm putting a hundred bucks on it. That sounds fun, right? Then Kobe Bryant died, rest in peace. And purple, he fucking hooked you up. Purple went from plus four thousand to plus three hundred. So like, and I had it locked at four four thousand. Everyone thought it was gonna be purple because of Kobe. So like, there's that and say shit. It wasn't. Oh, uh, what I thought it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, but but I just I did it as like a throwaway thing, and then it was a thing, and then everyone's talking about it, and then it was uh, it ended up being blue that year, which I also had too. So <laughs> cover, cover your bases. Yeah, I mean you got to sprinkle a little bit, you know. I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I've got to tell you about the sponsor of today's podcast, Athletic Greens. AG1 by Athletic Greens is a concentrated blend of 75 different adaptogens, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, prebiotics, probiotics, and more in one scoop designed to fill gaps in your nutrition, support your cellular health and your immune system, every single day i take ag1 by athletic greens every single day whether i'm on tour whether i'm at home helps me feel ah, just feel good gives me a little boost of energy it doesn't taste bad either it looks like it should to be honest with you guys it's bright green not even bright green it's like a if it was warhammer it'd be like elf clothing green a bit like that looks like it should taste bad actually tastes lovely you take every morning 250 milliliters of water have it instead of a coffee most mornings still have a coffee later on if i'm honest with you but it does give me a little boost from it the travel packs are insane one serving bish bash bosh if i'm on tour just stick it in a bottle of water stops the airport getting annoyed at my random pills makes it less hard to smuggle in other random pills that's a joke Obviously, that's a joke. I'm doing a professional job on an ad read right now, okay? If you are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving away a free one-year supply of vitamin D and K2 and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash the downbeat. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash the downbeat and check it out. Help support the podcast. Help support your immune system. Check it. Uh, what? When is the Super Bowl? February. Oh, I was going to say. Um, mm. Why did you do it in February? I don't know. Because no one's doing shit. It sucks in February. Kind of sick. Because summer's too full of shit, sports-wise. Correct. And, and honestly, like, you know, you hear about that now with, like, music, whereas, like, you know, people are selling stuff for, like, the fall. And, like, so, like, even, like, our tour, right? Like, Let's talk about We could that. get into that, too. But, like, so so why we've made the the... the gambling we're on gambling we're gambling too. yeah so so why we've got why we tried to gamble with this show is because we've sold so many tickets in a time where no one's selling tickets yeah so like everyone's just been like no one's selling tickets now and you are and you have three and a half four months before the show like i think it's going to pick up a lot let's give everyone, some backstory yes okay so tee it up we have a headline tour yeah Biggest one of our career, mm-hmm. even at the original venue. Yep. Biggest one of our career. Um, it is in October. Oct- <laughs> what day is it? It's October? O- October, um, November. It's October 25th to November 18th, and it goes 
all throughout mainland Europe, where we go to Spain, France, uh, Switzerland, Vienna, uh, Austria, uh, Netherlands, Germany, and I think, and the Czech Republic, right? And then it also goes to the UK. And, um, but yeah, continue teeing it up. So, last London show that we did, biggest headline show of our career? At, at the time, yeah. Still, the, still at, to this date. Uh, and it was. Islington Academy, mm -hmm. London. What's that, 800? 850 cap, and we sold it out six weeks before it happened, which is important. So we took, if you don't know, because a lot of people listening are like in smaller bands and they don't know, like your yeah. goal is always to make a bigger step without falling flat on your face. Correct. So for us, the bigger step was Brixton Electric. Correct, 1,500 cap. 1,500 cap. We then proceeded to sell... The same amount of tickets that we previously sold out Islington mm. in advance, as you said, at a time when no one was no selling tickets. tickets yeah. You manage a lot of bands. We'll get into yeah. that. You compared the first, what, three-week sales with other bands. Yeah. We were crushing it. Mm -hmm. So the next logical choice is to jump up a venue. Mm -hmm. The only available venue is ginormous or did we want to skip so there was two so it wasn't that we want so personally i'm pretty sure it was a band goal but for me i was like i want to play i want to headline the roundhouse by 2025 that's been my goal for probably since you joined mm. probably since you joined the band because we've played it supporting them a bunch of times and it's always incredible we played it twice and and uh, it's funny because I was with Zach uh, Power the other day, and he showed me the video the first time we played it with Amity and Northlane, and like, and and I was like, "Fuck! Like, look at us! Like, we look so young!" Um, like you and Drew, especially, it was like, "Holy shit!" So, but anyway, it was just the goal of my like. I love that venue. I think it's so cool. Like fucking Radiohead headlines there, you know. And I always say like, you know, like bands like us, like for the longest time, we're never supposed to be there, you know. Like we've always had to scratch and fucking claw for our shit, right? Like we've 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 had our people that help us, like you know Daniel P. Carter, big ally, Shout right? Out. You know Kerrang, like big ally, right? You know, and we have our people that work for us, you know Nanook, Mark James, like all these people that are like you know you and FD that have been with us, but we've never been like the big fucking you know industry plant kind of fucking bump, yeah. We've had to just go up there and kill it, just the four of us, right? So, like, we never supposed to have the shots. So, anyway, so I also manage counterparts uh, alongside my partner, Rich. We do it together. Um, but anyway, when we, we did their last tour, uh, and they headlined, it was with Kublai Khan, Pale Face, and Dying Wish, right? And we looked at when they went on sale and when we went on sale, and in three weeks, they were supposed to play Islington Academy, right? So, 850 cap. Previously, they only did the Underworld, you know, in the Dome. So, so anyway, um, we looked at theirs, and within, like, three weeks, they were at, like, almost 400 tickets sold, which is almost half, and they had, like, the same amount of time. And then we were like, fuck, like, we're already halfway, and we have four months. We should upgrade. So we upgraded to Brixton Electric, and they sold that out in advance, right? So we shot for 850, and we had to go to 15, and they still cleared that, you know? So, so then I looked at our advance in three weeks and like we were double what counterparts was at. Right. And like counterparts went to 1500, right. Which is what we were trying to do. 
And so I was just like looking at the trends of tickets and I was just like, and obviously like, you know, we talked about it a lot, the four of us, because it was like, okay, we should do it. And if it doesn't sell X amount, we could lose this much, you know? And if we, if we sell this amount, we make the same as we would selling out Brixton. Um, you know, so it was like all this shit, but it was just like, let's do it. You know, this this will be fun. Like you can, get, you can give numbers of tickets sold. Sure. So like, so in the first month, I mean, we were at a thousand tickets. You know what I mean? So like, and, and Roundhouse is three, three thousand. Yeah, with with seats. So like, I think it's twenty five hundred standing, and 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 so like, so we sell a thousand in a month. So we're sixty six percent of the way there in a month, and we had four months to go. Yeah. So, so we, we had to upgrade. We had to like, and and and, and honestly, like. Glasgow, we're in a 700 cap. You know what's cool too? I want to side note on Glasgow because it's like the UK, especially since you've joined, like it's weird. I feel more like at home with them than I would in like New York, you know? Because you know, you know us now. Sure. And, and, and dude, in Glasgow, like even the, the tour we did in 2019, which was so stacked, it was Gideon, Loathe, and the Devil Wears Prada, right? It was stacked. We and and that tour sold really great, sold out every UK show, but like in Glasgow, we had to fucking crawl to selling like 350 tickets because it was always so slow. And now we're in a 700 cap, and it's got like 550, so it's like 150 t- tickets left with four months. Yeah, you know, so but- we could have upgraded that too, but we couldn't find a venue. I mean, Birmingham's going to sell out too. We can't find a venue, so like. I don't know, man. Like, I hope this doesn't sound like we're like fucking sucking each other off here, but like, no, because I think if you look at Stray, it's pretty evident that the the transition has been pretty yeah. fucking linear. Like, it yeah. hasn't been suddenly, yeah. Oh, this happened, so they popped off, and yeah. But it's like you know, we've had to, like, we weren't expecting this stuff. Like, even though like the we did that November like underplay and like the Newcastle like B market kind of UK stuff, Newcastle and like Edinburgh and stuff, and like. That tour was great. Like we were going, we were very uncomfortable, and you know we're kind of burnt out a little bit. PTSD. You know? from yeah, like we had a tough tour, right? So like we couldn't really relish in how crazy that was. And then we did the Beartooth Motionless tour, where it really felt like we kind of punched through a different ceiling on that one, right? And then we do this festival run, and I remember we played we played Download, and the band before us like. Like they had a really good crowd, but I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I for us was expecting would be would expect a little bit more than this, right? So I was like, kind of worried, you know what I mean? We have all these people, friends, and industry people watching us. They're all there waiting to watch us, and I'm just like, I sweat a little bit, right? Wasn't gonna show it, but you know, sweating a little bit. <laughs> um, and man, we we went, we sucked the Red Bulls down, and you couldn't see grass. It was was that your favorite show ever? It's up there. Nah, I think so. I think it's mine. I think so. Like it's weird because I feel like I I liked Hellfest more, just because it was more like chaos. You know, like it was more less, like less people, but still an insane amount of people. More than I was expecting for France, and like, and they went fucking nuts to the point where it was like, it was just like crazy. We were also up against Lorna Shaw, which I know we have completely different fans, but it's yeah. like if you're just a kid who's just got into heavy music, you'd probably go and watch Lauren yeah. Shaw because you've seen them. It's more exciting. Everywhere. And you've, yeah. you've seen us a lot. Yeah. And if you have to see a band that you've seen a lot, 
versus a band that's super hot right now. Yeah. You picked that, right? So, dude, there was that. We we played during Disturbed once, and we were like, Neither all right, this is whatever. Like, let's just go give it all. Like, whoever shows up, let's play for them. Packed, bro. Like, packed. So, like, we're, we're seeing this shit that, like, you know, it, it unfolded for us in this part that we, we've been working so hard for it and like we almost weren't even expecting it you know and it's like it started like people really started showing up for us so like so after seeing how Beartooth worked and then after seeing these festivals and like we're just like fuck it like, let's go for it like if we wanted to we wanted to do roundhouse forever and now is the chance to go for it and and we're gambling for sure you know like so we need to emphasize how much of a gamble it is so people buy tickets but also because it's like it's not we've got 16 what, what it was going to be 1550 1500 is Fif- for Brixton and 1500 in Brixton and yeah. I'm not the manager he is yeah we are we were definitely going to sell that out 100% so the options were a 2000 the forum the forum which, which is the venue kind of saw it, it's i don't know i've never been there but it has more seats than the roundhouse yeah that's what i mean yeah. the venue itself is fine but yeah. more seats but, which would be 2000 and we would it's a very small gamble but we're likely to sell that out yeah or we do roundhouse which is 3000 it then puts us 2 years ahead of our schedule mm-hmm. that we planned yep but if we do the 2000 that we assume we'll do, mm-hmm. we will lose. Can I say the number? Um, yes. £10,000. Correct. Not like we lose it. Not like we, we lose it. Paid we 10, would get paid £10,000 less. Yes. But if we do 2500 and above, we would make the same. If we do, 2500 would make, make the, the same. same as the venue that we were def definitely going to sell out yeah when you lay it out like this it makes me sound like a bad manager (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we are gambling 500 tickets approximately 500 tickets to make the same amount of money as a 100% guaranteed sellout because we believe Mm -hmm. in the band being able to do maybe 2500 or maybe even 3000 yeah i think we could do 2500 and everyone that so I please buy a ticket. Yeah, buy a fucking ticket, please. Um, and honestly, like you know, I I have you know, I trust my gut more than anything. I trust the the three of you guys, and then I trust maybe five other people. And I asked them all, and every single one of them said go for it. Every single one of them, and like there wasn't the only the people that were more hesitant were you guys. And and I get that. I mean, you and Drew Neck was just like, yeah, fuck it, rare, <laughs> rare. But um, you know, so like, I um, but the, but Neck had the same approach. To me, he's like, yeah, it'll be fun. And I'm like, of course. So like, he me just, and Drew were like, what's the money? Give me the figures. But but to be fair, you know, we talked about it because like, we were hearing what other bands were getting paid on those festivals, and like. We we were pretty shafted. We, we did so, and it's funny because like I was even talking to Nanook about it. He's like, "You feel like we got shafted?" And I was like, "Yeah, bro." Like I saw, and I don't want to mean it like he did a bad job because then I then I really realized I was like, we confirmed those in November of 2022. Nanook is our booking, booking agent. Just he's like stray family too. Yeah, like I'm mother, just, yeah. So yes, for sure. I forget I have to do that sometimes. Um, what a good host. Thank you very much. A hostess or a host. Um, so, so yeah, anyway, he was just like, you think we got shafted? I was like, yeah, like we're getting paid literally 10% of the, 
of what bands are playing, and they're playing to less crowds and less of a reaction. And sometimes less crowd in a higher slot. Yeah, for sure, literally, yeah. and and on a bigger stage. And it's like, so yeah, like this sucked. And then it was, but then it was like, well, we did confirm these a long time ago, but before we knew. And at the time, we confirmed these festivals for the money that we were getting paid. It was when like did we confirm? November of two thousand twenty-two. So like. Before the like underplay, before Beartooth, you know, like so a lot changed. And the honestly, record had only been out the for record, two months, the record just came out, and it slapped, bro. Like, I mean, honestly, so that's the thing. Like, every obviously, everyone you talk to about their new record, it's the best one, right? It is the best one. Uh, that's why we say it's by far the best Stray record. I listen to other Stray records, and I go, nah, I wish I did this. I don't like this song. Blah blah. blah. That's the. F- this is the first record where I like ninety five percent of it. What's the five? Um, most of salt in your spit. Same, yeah. Same. The end is perfect. We do it all yeah, the fucking time. But we do Here's it. Is the best breakdown in the world. Yeah, and then it's and then it's at the <laughs> end of it on. dog shit. Like, um, but but uh, but we usually have a couple of those. Whereas this one, track eight and nine. Yeah, well, well. So this is needful. Love it. May you live forever. Love it. Three, uh, bread and roses. Guillotine. Uh, such a crazy insane five. one through five and then um law abiding chess candy uh neighborhood still ladder filler. work like like to like those to me are fucking bangers right and then even the one song i'm unhappy with is still 50 percent good you yep. know so but anyway like it doesn't matter if we love it it fucking doesn't matter at all it matters if everyone else yeah. loves it and this is the first time that like our opinions met because like we put out only death is real and like because of all the shit that happened like it really got looked over and we had to fight through that to get Mm. people to listen to it and then internal we put out and then the pandemic so like that also didn't get a fair shake so we had the fucking nazi attack and on on only death is real and then we have a pandemic and then that's why we're playing fucking fortune teller and it's like people are hearing it for the first time which is crazy to think because that's an old strike it's literally 2018 we wrote it came out in 2019 it's 2023 and we're playing it, and it's like second best of the show, you know? So um, so anyway, but like, look, going back to this tour, you know, seeing how it was going, like we just fucking went for it. You know, counterparts did the same thing. We went for it. Worked, right? And, um, and for us, we're going for it too. And you know what? If 2,000 people come, and even still like financially it might not be great, it's still fucking cool, and it's going to be cool. And it's still it's not going to look bad. It like, will not, because you know what? The first one of the times we played there the, on the video that Zach showed me, there was less than two thousand there, and it still looked sick. I remember you know? we were we were we were sold that tour, and you're going to do so much in merch. Mm. We got absolutely man, fucked. fucked up the ass. We we it, it changed it changed everything for us because like we were so used to just having to take. That's a good opportunity. Got to take it to invest. That's a good opportunity. Got to take it to invest. And now I feel like we're in the time where those decisions are starting to pay off. So, you know... And that tour actually was great for it us. It was. And, but we made no But money. we got killed, yeah. Because yeah. we were getting paid fucking... What was man, the lineup? Amity, Northlane, Stray... Bro, it was fucking Wage War, Stray, Northlane, <laughs> Amity. How stacked is that tour? Fucking How fucking it stacked is that tour? now. Think about... It couldn't. It couldn't. And think about this, like... Like, Wage War got paid less than us. Wage War on first. A Wage War on first. It was fucking stacked. But, like, you know, the tour was cool, for sure. But, like, it was... No, the tour was really good. That was the first time that, like, the next time we came back, it was like, 
damn, it feels like there's more people here, you know, more mm-hmm. people here for us. I've never seen these fucking people, you know? Um, so like we're out there, man. We've just, that's, a, that's what I was talking about. Like, like lately we've had like a Kerrang cover, you know, and, and we've done like, you know, Sirius and, and BBC like debuts of songs. But other than that, like we'd never have that kind of firepower behind the band. And it was always just go and play. And, and the thing is, you know, and, and we got to give the hats off to fucking Drew. Like, I mean, Drew really knows how to get a show going. So like, like seeing Stray Like no one else. Dude, like he gets me going. Like there's times where I don't, not to say I don't care, but like I'm, I'm I get a six out of 10, you know, I'm not yeah. like hyped of who knows what else I got going on. And I get up there and I hear him talking. I'm just like, I want to fight. I want to fight everybody. Remember, you know what I mean? Like on, on that run we just did, there was a festival. I can't remember what it was. And I was feeling it like a four or five. Yeah. And Drew was just unbelievable. I wish I could remember which one it was. You'll know. And he just fucking. Yeah. I wanted to put a hole in the floor. And then, but when he's like super aggressive, talks a little bit longer. But then when he just. Remember the first time he said gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives, who gives yeah. a shit yeah. on stage? Yeah. Dude, I, that's what the one thing that like I think he he <laughs> that really took him to another level when we said like, "Yo, do your thing, but also talk to the crowd like you talk to us." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where he'll be, he's just like it, it feels more fun and relaxed. But then he also knows how to take it to like a fucking level. So like seeing us, you know, it's like we're we're not up there with any crazy production. You know, we're just up. You know, we're up there with real amps. It's just the four of us. And I love that. And I love that. And like, it's really hard for that to click these days, you know? So, you know, we're, again, we're not supposed to, like bands like us aren't supposed to be in this position. And because we're here and we have a chance to be, we were like all the decisions we make where we do something for less money because it'll like get us more exposure, or whatever. To me, those are like defensive moves, right? That's how do we keep the fucking ball moving, right? Yeah. Now it's like we're playing, we're being offensive. And I like that. And we've never been offensive before. Like, we've always had to, like, what's smart? Oh, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Like, now it's just like, yo, we sold a 1,000 tickets in a month. Like, let's go for fucking three. Like, let's fucking do it, you know? Do you have, because I definitely do, does getting old play into your decisions on any of this? Um, in a way where it's not like, a, oh, I have to do this because I got to stop soon. I Like, in a way of where it's just like, I want to do this less in the future not like i i would love to be in this band till i'm 50 you know yeah. what i mean but like that means doing like a u.s tour and a u and a europe tour you know what i mean or like a, or one year is just festivals like i would love that you know what i mean because like that that's the thing like so stray is like the fucking nucleus of this stuff right and but now that we're getting older you know you have the downbeat and like i'm managing bands and you know drew's opening a studio and Neck is, you know, he opened a studio with Drew to do videos, and he's doing music videos. And we have other passions. I have a fucking family now. And, like, but I love Stray. Like, Stray gave me everything I have, right? You know? And, I like, it gave, like, Neck's not doing videos. Like, think about if you didn't join Stray, would this exist, you know? Like, we talked about this. Like, I could picture you on the front bench, you know, and I'm in shotgun, and we're just looking back, and you're talking to us about making this podcast, right? So think about, like, you know, maybe you're still teaching kids and stuff. You know what I mean? I would so have been. I you, definitely would have been. You would have been. And then what if that burnt you out? And then what if you didn't play anymore? 
It was already burning me the fuck Dude, out. if you didn't join the band, we'd probably break up. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many, like, little tiny things that, like, you know, butterfly effect shit. You know what I mean? If Dan quits and you don't join and then we get some other guy to join and he's not fun, like, we're fucked. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. we're fucked, you know? And then the record isn't... Because what's so f- cool and, like, obviously that's what people like about us now and I like, too, is, like, you know, we always used to be like this, oh, they sound like rage. You know, like, cool, we did to an extent. But now it's like we're merging this like rage and like mashuga with they, Drew over it. And it's like this shit hasn't been heard before. You know what I mean? And it's like fun. Like when we just like fuck around and we just like lock eyes and I'm like, that's cool. Pull out the phone, record it. Constantly. We write, we write records so quick. It's so it's like, dude, before you joined, like I used to write everything. You know what I mean? Like obviously the guy is pitched in here and there, but like, dude, like I had to come to the idea with the song. That was so much pressure you literally couldn't do it now no is it how busy you are with everything else no i mean no but you know what if you unless we were getting paid (laughs) (laughs) twitch hello um but no but like i probably could but i probably couldn't manage to the extent that i'm doing you know you'd make less money uh, and i would have to carve out more time for it and then who knows if i'd love it as much you know because right now i'm having fun writing before i looked at it and it was so much pressure i hated it I hated it because I was just like, this sucks. Like, if this sucks, it's my fault. You know what I mean? Whereas now, I feel like if I write something and you think it's cool, it's cool. You know what I mean? And then, like, and the fact, dude, you've, like, I mean, needful things. The first thing you hear in the record, that's, you started that. Like, the, the, amount, the, the amount of times that something has started that wasn't from me. Craig's Delight was the Craig's original Delight. term yeah. because it had a, loads of my drum You literally beats. just sent me on the bill and I was just, and then I just hit open, bro, with a octave. Guess what? Everyone still goes, sounds like rage. Actually, the drum beat is stolen completely from Meshuggah. <laughs> from Meshuggah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so like, so I don't know, man, like there's so many little things that have happened whereas like Stray has just has given all of us now these other lives, right? Which I love. And like I'm very passionate about about management, my family and shit. And you're very passionate about this and 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 you know, and Nick and Drew. And it's like we should also be nurturing that stuff. Because then also when you go on tour, you're like not in downbeat mode. Mm. And that's good I for the yeah, downbeat. I can't, I can't fucking do it. That's good for the downbeat. When I'm on stage, I'm not thinking about fucking foreign hands, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like I'm just thinking about stray. And like, you know. So it's good to have that. And honestly, because now, like, we have fucking, we had four months off from the last thing we do to the next thing. And, like, now I see this, our, like, headliner, I'm dying to play. Mm. I'm dying to play. Before? No, I'd be like, I got to go clock in. That's what I, I always regretted that before the pandemic. We did Australia, and we were headlining. We were with Kublacon. Like, what else could you ask for? The shows were, like, all sold out. And we I played. was getting divorced and you were having a worse time than me. Dude, yeah, it was, man. Like, I'll never forget, like, we, we played Melbourne and it was sold out and Sam Carter was there. He did First World with us. We had so many friends and I was just like, get me the fuck home, dude. Fuck this. I was just so over it because it's like we burnt ourselves out. So when I think about age, like, I don't feel old. I don't think we're an old band. I think our, our sound is super youthful and I think our best material is still ahead of us. So I'm dying to play. But, like... When I think about age, I want to be in this band forever, but I, I do not want to do it like we, like we used to do it, and how we currently do it is cool for now, but I want to do it less then, because then it'll be even more special, and you know I could st- and then everyone could still take care of the other things in their lives, you know? So um, 
this goes back to like when I was gambling at, in Australia and I was, you know, squeezing it because like, I need to get it back. Like, I don't want that roundhouse decision to be that where it's like, ooh, can I cut a corner here? Because we've never cut corners. We've mm. never cut them. So I don't want it to look like cutting corners. It was just straight up like math. Like, I was like, okay, we did this much in this time. I think we'll do this much in this time. But also, when the reason I asked like, about the age thing was because 2025 doing roundhouse. I'm going to be old. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that's why I want to do... I'll, I'll do Roundhouse now. Yeah. In 2025, get... I'll do an old person venue. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> like Brick Brick, That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, get to that level when I'm at old. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, well, this is... this. Yeah. Now we pump the brakes. This is the level. Because then we could do festivals and it's making... And we're making X amount of money. But if we, we wait... making Y. If yeah. we wait to, to do Roundhouse in 2025... Yeah. Then Brixton, I'm going to be in my 40s. No, you wouldn't. I'm 36, 2025, yeah. 37, 38, yeah. and probably do Brixton two years. Four. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So you'll be, you would be 40, yeah, okay. Give me it in my 30s. Give it to me in my 30s. <laughs> Give it to me in my 30s. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. Look, here, here's the thing. Like, I think if we break 2,000, it's a win, and I think we will. Like, With all these people listening to the podcast, they should come. I, I hope, yeah, and, and can I say some corny? Go. It's from wrestling. Hit me. Wait, 90s wrestling or now? No, it's, it's recently. So I won't know, but come on. You fight for your dreams, and sooner or later, your dreams will fight for you. What does it mean? Daniel Bryan. What does it mean? He said he just went out there, and, and we're playing this Amity Affliction tour for 400 euros a night. We're fucking you know, confirming things out really far in advance and still not getting what are worth, but we're still going out there giving the best show we can. We're fighting. We're fighting for our dreams. And now they're starting to fight for us. And people are starting to show up for us. And, and it feels really good. And it's like what I've always wanted for us. You know what I mean? I'm having fun writing music. And I'm having fun playing shows. We scaled it back a little bit. And the minute that we could become a headlining band, like we can tr- control our fate more. You know, because we don't have to go to someone, someone else's schedule. And that's what I want. You know, because then we can just do whatever we want. We're not being pressured into something. It's just like, what, do, when, what are you free? I'm free then. You free, Nick? Drew, you good? All right, let's do that then. And I feel like you need to get to big headliner for yeah. that because otherwise it's like you need to pick a support you and then support. that's at the whim of whatever, whatever their schedule they want. is. Yeah. So like even our end of year is not ideal for you with a child. We're doing two tours back to fucking back. Yeah. So so like even like another band I manage, um, they today, they're involved in other stuff too, but they're, they're supporting and we were told it was one time frame. And then out of nowhere, they just go, oh, actually, it's this time frame. And it just goes, well, the other thing I'm supposed to do is not happening now. It's crazy. It sucks. You know, I mean, it's not their fault. They, they, cause it's like being it, on stand, they standby, standby for a flight. But it's correct. And, and they, 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 you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's the headliner gets the control. And honestly, we'll be in that position one day where we have to move a date. And I mean, there was supposed to be a different band on this tour coming up but we were like oh we have to move the dates because we're doing the silverstein tour now in the states again we're supporting so we have to go into their schedule um so it's like we had to move the dates because it's our headliner we can do what we want and then one of the support bands that was supposed to be on it is off do it, yeah. so it's, it, it is what it is that happens the whole time what else do we gotta get into because we got let's see what we got well, how much 10 minutes legitimately 10 minutes yeah. 
Um, I can't believe it's 4.15. It's, it's fast. This is what happens. This is why it's so easy. And you'll, like, you'll come away and go, no, that was bad. But it's like... I thought it was 20 minutes. There was nugget. There's so much nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. I can't um, believe we blew it on the drink. The, the color misled me. Because I had a different drink, which was quite cool. Yeah, the, but the one that I thought was misleading. Because... Um, I mean, I was going to go into your fucking management career and all that stuff, but we, you can't cover it in 10 minutes. No, I mean... Oh, I, let's do this. Let's end on a... You've got two options. Yeah. You can end on Tom's advice for mm-hmm. bands. Sure. Young bands that... What, I like what, that. What's the second option? Second option is a top five of my choosing because I've got rid of this Dream Festival section because mm. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, because you know what mine is. Rage, death, No, but also it's just like... No one gets the concept of it. it should be a dream. The best one ever was Will Putney did one. And he was like, oh, the audience is dogs. And, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and it was fucking awesome and entertaining. Yeah. And then other people are just like, oh, I guess I'll yeah. do this. Um, but your, your, your top five would be Christopher Nolan movies. Mm. I could write all that off really quick because we could do both. But I would do uh, Interstellar, uh, Prestige, Dark Knight Rises. Prestige 2. Yeah. I watched it recently. It's so I'm sorry. good. You're I'm right. Sorry. No, no. Inception's low. Dark Knight right. Rises. Above Inception. Above, uh, Get the fucking... In- Inception. And then um, probably Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I love that. I love too. I love that. You uh, know what? You know what? I mean, I, I had this on Twitter because I feel like my top six of his movies are all number one. Mm. And then I got less favorites. Wait, have you seen Insomnia? No. It's fucking amazing. I've never seen it. My cousin texted me about today because he's like, I'm seeing it. I'm like, let me know what it is. He's like, it's great. And I was it's like, I gotta watch it. So awesome. I didn't even know it was a Nolan film. It's so yeah. like out there, nothing like any of the others. Yeah. But it's Pacino and Robin Williams. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's yeah. fucking sick. <laughs> that's crazy. Gripping shit. Yeah. Right. Advice. Um well, at what point does a band need a manager? That's a good question. Yeah. Um man, you know, sometimes I feel like the manager knows. So there's times where, man, so like Dying Wish, right? Like Dying Wish, I found they were opening regional shows on that counterpart store, the terrible counterpart store we did in 2019. The dip for both us and the one that we did. Yeah, they were, they, they opened like the oh, first yeah, five shows. And like, man, I'm watching them play. And, and I remember the moment I was at merch talking to Mikey and they started playing and it was in. Seattle and El Corazon and there's fucking 20 people and they're playing and I'm like how does no one know about this band like this band is so fucking sick and then I remember they were working with someone at the time because I was like so what are you guys doing they're like oh we're working with blah blah I was like oh cool no problem because the biggest thing is you don't want to fucking come in there and steal bands or whatever so I just bailed so then a couple months passed and I know the person that they were working with and I, on shuffle Enemies in Red came on in my car and I was like how am I not hearing about this band constantly so anyway, I hit up. I was talking to my friend who they said they were working with. And I was like, "Are you doing any of this band?" They're like, "Ah, it didn't work out." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Hung up, hit them up, worked together the next day, right? And um, so like, I knew that they were ready because I'm like, "This band is so fucking good, doing a style of music that hasn't been done in a while that no one is doing this good." And like, and I just wanted to give them opportunities. The biggest thing for like management to me is like, I don't ever sell someone something that I don't fully believe in. Like, I've never knew that something was a bad deal and pushed it. You know what I mean? So like I'm because always... Because you were getting more money from it or... Yeah, or just because I needed to like prove that I was working for this band. Like, and I remember, so we do the Devil Wears Prada tour. And uh, so we did Europe together and we hit it off with Prada immediately. Yeah. Amazing people. 
and they hit us up about um, you know the guy that manages Prada is Paul, who own one of the owners of the company I work for, and so he and me was like, oh, I want he's like I want Stray for this tour, or whatever. Doing, I was like, I have your whole fucking lineup. I was like, Dying Wish, Stray, and Prada, and then I had to get into. It. I was like, here's why, because like this band is you know they expand over metal, metalcore, hardcore. They have such unique draw. And like they appeal to so many people. They appeal to, you know, Code Orange and Hatebreed fans, and they appeal to Devil Wears Prada and Counterparts. Like, whatever, right? And they they ended up buying into it, and then that tour is a great success, right? Um, you know, so like there's a lot, and man, Unity, like they like I was they opened a show where I was leaving, and I and they started as I was leaving, and I heard Jay, and I was just like, oh, I stopped in my tracks and watched this dude, and I was like, holy shit. I saw Knocked Loose open a mixtape festival in Long Island. They opened. No one fucking knew. Like 20 people. But I heard fucking Brian. And that stopped me in my tracks too. And I tried desperately to get that band right then and there. Um, you know, saw him a bunch of times. And, and we're still, uh, you know, really close friends. And, and, I, and obviously they went on to smash it. But I knew it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but as far as like when bands need a manager. Let me, let me, let me flip it then. Because you're, you're running out of time. But also you're basically saying the manager will approach the band when when, they when the band ready. is ready. Yeah. So what is like, what's the red flag for the band if a manager comes in? If a manager comes in? And, and says, I want to manage your band. Like, What's the red flag? Is there a red flag where they're like, I'll take this amount or? Yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's, so there's, I always go artist first. Like there's time, like I have my set amount, but like a lot of times that could be, you know, unique where it's like okay i i won't take that because that means i'm taking more than you guys you know what yeah. i mean like i don't like to take more than the fucking artists they're the ones that are in the van you know that's the thing too i always say to people you never want to hire someone to coach your hockey team that's never played hockey i think before. about this all the time with managers it, it's it's important because now you have all these people that are working fucking desk job management shit that have never played a played a show Booked a show, slept, put out a record, slept in a van, slept in a van, slept in a room full of rats. Had no days you know, off. No days off, missing funerals. Like I've missed the, the burial of three out of my four grandparents. You know, like like missing birthdays. Like you've not done that. So when you ask a band to do it, like you need to know what that means. Yeah. And there's even times like I remember like there was a band that had all these tours lined up, and they we got an offer for another one. I was like, we got this in. I was like, it's a lot of touring. You should really like reconsider this because like it's cool but like i don't want you guys hating the band by the time the year's over and they went to do it and they they battled through it but that last tour was hard you know um so oh man i wish we got into this earlier i feel like i got so much stuff i could say but I, I, how like, long is your call uh i don't know it's important though. i gotta do it mm. but um but look i just think you know when the time's right you don't want someone that has never played hockey before to coach your hockey team. You would never hire someone that's never played hockey before. That's to coach a great bit of advice. So don't fucking hire some someone that's never done it before. And you're throwing everyone under the bus. No, I'm not because like it's so many of them. Then, then, but no, but they don't have to play a show. So like even Rich. So like Rich Fernandez, he's one of the owners of the the company that I work for. I manage Better Lovers and Counterparts with him, right? And Miss May I? We do that together. He's never been in a band. He's tour managed. He's sold merch. Like he's he ran a record label. Like he's done it. There's ways to do it in different ways. Maybe he doesn't get on stage and play, but he's on stage and he's setting up backlines. He's torment. Like 
he's like that's just as is important you this know? is what we talked about when we were talking about it on twitter and it was like hire a manager who can set up a amp and head and guitar mm-hmm. because then they have at least the knowledge of music required they've done enough to get that set this up. happened last week the, he was in toronto and he went to go see better lovers and uh, he called me on the way back. And he's like, oh, I'm just sweating my ass off. I was like, why? He's like, because I helped them load the trailer. And I was like, what are you doing, bro? He goes, I just can't stand there and watch him do it. You know, that's why. That's a good guy. That's a good manager. That's a fucking person who's done it. But there are people that are like, you know, like, hey, like there was one where they're like, hey, I need help booking a COVID test. And then they sent them, just said, check Google. Go do it, man. They're asking for help. I'm asking you to manage the situation. There's so many times where I just, I like, I won't take no for an answer. I I rarely tell my my bands no. I rarely tell them. And there's a way to figure everything out. Even with you, when you lost these these cameras and you're like, ah, like this might be a watch. I was like, I said, one way or another, if you want to, because here's the thing, I can't care more than you. But yeah. if you care to get it done, I'm gonna help you get it done. You and we would have had adamant. we would have had all this stuff here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I'm very like there was one time, and, and I'll even call them out for it. But it was counterparts in Australia, <clears throat> and they didn't have the power converters. And I'm just getting hit up at 11 p.m. Brendan's being like, "We're fucked. Oh, we're so fucked." And I'm I figured it out. I figured it Sounds out. Like Brendan's Tim Robinson now. I figured it out in 14 minutes. <laughs> nice. And then I even said it to him. I was like, "You're gonna have them there, and they'll be there in 30 minutes." And he's like, "Oh, cool." I was like, "Yo." You just said we were fucked 14 minutes ago, and I figured it out. So at least give me a shot. Yeah, and yeah, don't yeah. stress out. I just don't want him to stress out. You know what I mean? Because I just, I just want you to sing. Because when he's just been able to sing, and we've been taking less responsibilities from him, he's been better. And you know what? Look at the band. The band from when we got him to now, the band's killing it. You know, so just, just focus on If you're going to get someone, I highly recommend it. There's a lot of great managers out there, but there's a lot of people that are fucking, they're just, <laughs> there was one today. I won't even get into it. But there's just people where I'm just like, are you fucking joking? How do these people get hired? Like, yeah. how do they get hired? So, but anyway. Uh, well, I think you're a very good manager. Thank and you, sir. you were very adamant that we were going to get this done when I was very defeatist. Because yeah. quite a lot of m- managing musicians is managing people who will just say, this is fucked. Yeah. Brendan, me. Yeah, you, you guys are, that's why you guys love each yeah, other. Because you guys, you guys, you, that's why you're very similar. But that's why we need you. I know. And, and I love to be that rock for you guys. But it's like, you know, I just wish like like even I say to Brandon now like he'll be he'll start to get there, and I'll be like, "Yo, like, when have me and Rich let you down?" And he goes, "It's like you're right, you haven't." I was like, "Cool, so we'll figure this out." And he's so he's finally giving us the space to just do our jobs that he pays us to do and make his life easier. So we've done that, and like you know, we've experienced a lot of ups and downs, and it's been good. So I'm very thankful for what I got for sure, and that's why you know we want our band to be big now. So it could be a little bit bigger in a little bit so that we could nurture these beautiful podcasts and this management. And I love my beautiful podcast. Thanks I love for, it too. Thanks for coming on my beautiful podcast. It, it goes me. quick, doesn't it? it we could have done so it quick. two hours, but we had a cinematographer setting this scene up so it looked good. We'll it, just have he, to do it again. He did a great job. We'll have to do it again. I'd love to. Fuck we man. could do this all, like, it's not getting old. We could talk about something complete. We could talk about what's the craziest thing be, in the world. Uh, this could be a... Lava, eyeballs... <laughs> Pineapples, like they're all crazy. I, eyeballs are fucking eyeballs are insane. fucking nuts. They're the the craziest thing ever. See what I'm saying? We I'm trying go. to give you an out here, and you keep yeah. getting into cool. Because I love this. Like we're, we're hanging out in Nashville. We're supposed to hang out. In I'm here all week. Just fucking come back. Yeah, I will at one point. It'll be cool. Do it. I love you. I love you too, buddy. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.